Hi, I'm Peter Tragos, host of the Lawyer You Know podcast and YouTube channel. The saying goes, everyone hates lawyers until you need one. Well, I'm here when you need one to answer your questions and give you insight that you didn't know you needed. Along with my partners, Pete Sardis, the professor, who has a finance and business background, and George Tragos, my dad, and the conciliary, a criminal defense giant, we can answer any questions you have. Hi, everybody. Pete Sardis for The Lore You Know. And today we are talking about the Sonny Balwani trial. Yes, it has begun. But before we do that, as always, please, if you like this episode, give me a thumbs up. If you're enjoying the series, please subscribe. And as always, if you have questions and comments about this particular trial or any of the other episodes that we've done regarding Elizabeth Holmes, Theranos, or our other series on The Dropout, please leave them below and we'll make sure to get as many answers to you as we can. All right, that being said, let's do some background. Sonny Balwani's trial was actually supposed to start last week. The problem that they faced was there were a number of issues that came up with jury selection. We obviously knew this was going to happen. It took four days to pick a jury. The jury is comprised of 12 actual jurors and six alternates. Now, what wound up happening is the lawyers and the judge got together before jury selection started, and they produced a series of jury questionnaires, the purpose of which was to identify anybody that had any bias, that had watched the Elizabeth Holmes trial, that had read John Carew's book, that was following the Theranos podcast, that is watching all of the things going on in the media about the previous trial. What I think kicked them kind of in the face was The Dropout, which is Hulu's miniseries on Theranos and specifically Elizabeth Holmes that does portray Sonny Balwani. In the midst of their jury selection, two jurors actually indicated that they had begun to watch The Dropout miniseries on Hulu. One of the jurors actually said to the court, that he had been kind of listening to something in the background that his girlfriend was watching. And he realized, oh man, this is the trial I'm about to go sit as a prospective juror on. Another juror indicated that she was watching the miniseries, but then received her jury summons and then recognized she put two and two together. And like, oh no, I've already watched it. Regardless, both of them were stricken. There wasn't even a chance taken whether or not they could be fair and impartial. The judge let them go. Ultimately, they did pick a jury and they were ready to start the trial. And then last year rears its ugly head again, COVID-19 exposure. One of the jurors was actually exposed to someone that tested positive for COVID-19. So they wound up delaying the trial and beginning the trial on March 22nd of 2020, which was Tuesday. Okay, so what happens on Tuesday? Opening statements. Uh, let me back up a little bit. What wound up happening is the jury was brought in, they're sworn in, the judge gave them some instructions, basically telling them that the lawyers for both parties, the government and the defense, were going to give opening statements. The opening statements are not evidence, but it's purely a representation of what each of them expect the, the evidence to demonstrate to the jury. So, the government goes first because it is their burden. So the prosecution gives about a 50-minute give-or-take opening statement, which between you and me is relatively short for a 13-week trial. The gist of the government's opening statement was that Balwani and Holmes had a romantic 
and business relationship. They were romantic and business partners. And they were also partners in crime. That's actually the, the, the adage that he put out there. They discussed that the evidence would show that Sonny Balwani was unqualified to run a medical company because he just didn't have the background in it and really didn't know what he should or shouldn't be looking for. They talked about a number of the witnesses that would testify, and it sounds like a repeat of what Elizabeth Holmes' trial was, at least for purposes of major witnesses. So I'm expecting lab directors, I'm expecting employees of the company that were fired that had contact with Sonny Balwani to come and testify to that encounter with him, just like they did in the Elizabeth Holmes case. Realize from a legal perspective, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you've got a formula you've tried, you've tested it, and it's proven you've gotten a conviction from the perspective of the government, keep running with it because chances are it will work again. Um, the prosecution then talked about what that testimony would look like. In addition, they talked about that there would be a number of text messages that would come in that discuss the personal relationship between Sonny Balwani and Elizabeth Holmes and how Sonny Balwani actually did have some sort of overbearing or domineering um, influence on her and that he made her do things that he knew, at least that's what the evidence is going to show, was wrong and a crime. In contrast, the defense had a 90-minute presentation, which is really a little odd. Normally, the government, which does a presentation talking about what their burden of proof is and what they intend to prove is a longer presentation in openings than the defense presentation. But this time, the defense actually went a little bit longer. They went about 90 minutes. They flipped the script. Their portrayal is that Sonny Balwani is already a successful entrepreneur. That's true. That he is well-meaning. He's an executive that left the company, meaning Theranos, in a better situation than the way he found it. Also true. They talk about the fact that he put up a $10 million of his own money to back a Theranos loan and ultimately came on board, uh, became the chief operating officer, and then invested an additional $5 million in equity, meaning in stock that made him an owner of the company. Um, his lawyers actively argued that if anybody had watched the, um, the news broadcast or the media on Elizabeth Holmes' testimony, that if you remember, it was a very uh, emotional moment when she talks about how Sonny basically, uh, you know, she was an abused spouse to Sonny Balwani. They actually put it out there. You should disregard all of that because it didn't happen in this trial. So they're taking the active role, meaning the defense is taking the active role and in indicating that they know people on this jury have seen media accounts. They know that they are aware of that Elizabeth Holmes exists, what happened, that she'd been in trial, that she's been convicted. So they're taking that right away and fighting it from day one. So we'll see how that strategy continues to roll and see if it works for them, see if it backfires. We'll obviously keep you posted. Publicity. If you remember, Elizabeth Holmes' trial had lines of people waiting to get in the courthouse. The court was asked to, you know, save seats for lawyers and media. And there were times when the media and folks in the lobby, the gallery, were typing so vigorously that they had to stop the trial because the jurors couldn't hear the testimony. Sonny Balwani's trial is not taking that same light. It sounds like there were people that showed up to watch the Sonny Balwani opening statements for the first time, but it doesn't seem like there were so many people that it required, you know, additional rooms to be opened up 
or that there were issues in seating. So at this point, people did show up. Doesn't seem like there were very many. At least it was not more than the courthouse could accommodate. So that's what, uh, that's what it sounds like by all accounts. Time. We're still talking about a 13 week give or take trial. So just presumes three months of trial, which is as long as Elizabeth Holmes trial took. Will it take that long? We shall see. Elizabeth Holmes trial obviously had some timing issues. You know, the water pipes burst in the courthouse. They were in the middle of COVID. Um, there were things that and accommodations the court had to make to keep the trial on task and to keep it moving forward. Will Sonny Balwani have these issues? We all, you know, only fate will tell. But you let me know what you think. Do you think this is going to go a full 13 weeks? Or do you think this trial, because of the lessened amount of publicity, will run smoother? I think it'll run smoother. I think they'll get done in, in advance of their anticipated 13-week window. But we shall see. Sandy Balwani, of course, still facing the same penalties and the same charges that Elizabeth Holmes faced, looking at 20 years in prison and obviously fines and restitution and all those things. So... That was day one. We'll keep you posted as events materialize. With that, again, if you enjoyed the episode, give me a thumbs up. If you're enjoying this series, please subscribe to our channel. And as always, I invite you, please down below, give me comments, give me questions. If there's specific things about the Sunny Balwani trial that you want to know about, or if there's a comparison or a contrast that you want me to make between what's happening in Sunny's case versus what happened in Elizabeth Holmes' case, put it down below. If we get enough of the same questions, we'll actually do an episode on it and it really helps us out. So with that, thank you very much and we'll see you again. Thanks for watching this episode of The Lawyer You Know. If you like this content, please share it with your friends. Make sure you subscribe to our page and like our videos. If you want some interaction, get in the comments and we'll be sure to get back to you. If you want to know any more information about our firm or this page, you can find out in the description or visit tragoslaw.com. We post multiple times throughout the week, so make sure you hit that bell so you can get the notification and not miss out on the next episode.